Against All Oddities, a podcast about three brothers coming to terms with the oddly true and the truthfully odd. I'm middle brother Chris. I'm youngest brother Tim. I'm Nate. And together we talk about werewolves, ghosts, yeah. astral they, projection, immortality, aliens, ESP, the I devil, mean, witchcraft, the occult, UAP, Stargate, and Showtime's Connor. We have over four seasons <laughs> of weird stuff with new episodes monthly. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> What's up, Rewatchers? It's Dustin here to let you know that this show may feature strong or inappropriate language, so please be mindful of who around you can hear it. Also, we assume that you've at least watched the show or the episode we will be discussing. If not, just be warned that there are spoilers ahead. But really, it's your fault because these shows have been out for a while. <laughs> Enjoy. What is on your head? <laughs> I have a terrible headache right now, and so instead of having the headphones and glasses like right on my head, I put on my furry like wintry thing, and then I put okay. that and glasses over it. Help with the pressure. Yeah, I understand. I totally understand. But like, I can still like listen to yours. You know what I mean? Without <laughs> like having to like exert too much. Okay. Hello, welcome back to the Rewatch Recap Rewatchers and other members of Team Break Bills. <laughs> it's me, Dustin, here with Oraline from Spooky and Strange. Hello, Rewatchers. I'm going to try to take it easier on her today. She's got a, a hella headache right now, I, but uh, we're going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Maybe the magic will cure you. We'll see. You know how magic fixes everything. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> So um, before we get started, I want to uh, reintroduce the idea for uh, t-shirt design submissions. Um, you can send them to dustincanreadpod at gmail.com, or um, you just need to look for the posting for it from episode two, where I, you know, on Instagram, just look on there and you can comment any kind of submission and we'll put you down. Um, so basically what will happen is I'll get it made by the end of the season two recap of the magicians and you'll get a copy. You'll get a, a t-shirt made from your design idea. So hope that's enticing for get you. It might thinking. be fun. Yeah. I mean, I've been, since our last little brainstorm, I've been thinking of ideas. I've got some cooking up in here. Ooh. Okay. Well, we'll have to, yeah, we'll, we'll sidebar on that and uh, see if we can maybe come up. I'll post something about that as well. So also, I want to thank Amber and Maddie of Witches Talking Tarot again for joining the Patreon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Yay. you. Uh, only $3 a month. And there's uh, like 20-something episodes like in the catalog right now. And I'm going to work on some special recaps for that as well. Some shorter ones, but still it'll be a fun little thing. We'll talk about something. Some show. Yeah. There's a bunch of, there's a bunch of content in there. If you like, like what, what, those cheesy Lifetime movies, Dustin has talked ooh. about those. That's a good one. Yeah, that would be fun. So on top of that, Orlean, you should think of some things that maybe I can do on that. Like maybe specific episodes of shows. Maybe Vampire Diaries. We can just sidebar and just start talking about an episode if you want at some point. I've said sidebar three times. Now four. 
four times so far. Sidebar rewatchers, sidebar. Sidebar oh, for the rewatch. We... Oh, there's okay, that's seven. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah. What do you think? Let us know on the socials, uh, any kind of episodes of things we you know that I like. You you probably know what I like by now. Um, let us know at the rewatch recap on threads and Instagram or at <laughs> I can't even say my own name at Dustin underscore Holden on TikTok. And uh, you can reach out to Orlean at Spooky Orlean on Instagram. All right. You ready for this week's episode? Eh? I'm so ready. All right. Episode three of season two, Divine Elimination. Ooh. It sounds scary and gross. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Previously on The Magicians, Alice drank goat god cum to get the mm. powers of the god for a short while, but as the time is passing, the powers are slowly fading away. Professor Sunderland helped Penny get use of his hands again with a very sexually charged magic session. Now he has these uh, magical chain bracelet things to help keep his digits in check. Extra sexy jewelry. I mean, on Penny, especially. First he yeah, had the scarves, I mean, now he's I, got the bracelets. I don't hate it. No, he pulls it off. So Now we see Marina sees that Reynard is targeting powerful hedge witches and decides to help Julia by being bait to trap the trickster god. Meanwhile, Martin Chapman just loves to annoy them by singing old show tunes. Quentin tries to warn Julia to get away from the beast because Alice now has some serious battle magic that will destroy anyone that's too close to its target. And Julia warns Q that Castle Widespire is cursed for any earthlings that take up the crown, such as Elliot, who is now bound to Fillory. He has to stay there. So not looking good. No. Oh, and uh, farm boy Elliot actually has helped the people of Fillory so far because now they have to grow their crops without magic. And since he grew up on the farm, he said, use some cow dung. And guess what? It's working. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't have cows in Fillory naturally. So they. It's royal dung. <laughs> anyway, it's a weird season already. And there's a lot of poop talk already. <laughs> there's a lot of poop talk in this. I feel like. So uh, Kay and Jay from Fuck My Work Life, they always get like poop stories for their work stories. So I feel like like we're taking because now they've changed to Fuck My Whole Life. And I'm like, oh, so now we're taking on the poop. Okay, that's how this is going to work out. All right. So now, now we're in this episode, Divine Elimination, and we're back in Fillory. Walking through Castle Whitespire with High King Elliot, Quentin, and the gang tell him about the big battle spell that will kill the beast, the Rhinemann Ultra, which Elliot says sounds like a disappointing beer. And it does. Oh, wait. So time has passed, right? Like... We saw our our like break bills core get the tattoos, but then time elapsed because the plants grew in fillery, right? Yeah. Some time elapsed because, you know, timeline is a little bit different. I'm thinking like a few months, like a couple yeah. of months went by. So, so Elliot I mean, has they don't really say it for a bit now. Yeah, he's been king for a little while. He's kind of gotten used to it um, in a way. I mean, how used, how can you go from like living in civilized society with electronics and social media and stuff to back to castle times where everything stinks most likely. And <laughs> I mean, how, Ew, how yeah, he's, he's busy inventing champagne, but he needs to make sure they've got toothpaste. <laughs> I mean, for real, right? Ugh. Mm -hmm. 
But so, yeah, Elliot's really upset that he missed out on their little excursion because he like compares it to a wild party they would talk about. And he's uh, he's especially missing the whole tramp stamp tattoos with the Caicos demons. <laughs> That's what he calls them. Yeah. Imagine like, going from being like a grad school drug party fiend to king. Of a medieval like land. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. I mean, and you're you're so like he's so pop culture ultra oriented that it's like there's and no they pop don't culture know. there. They don't know anything. They really don't. Oh, that kind of missed the Knight of Crowns though. That whole like, oh, you know of Swayze? <laughs> it still gets me. So yeah, they have all these tattoos with the Caicos demons in them, and I mean, after last week, we can totally see. Elliot kind of maturing to a better mm-hmm. version of himself and but even though you're maturing you still long for the days of leisure and fun of childhood and he just he's kind of he's fighting like it in a way 27 now or something right like they haven't yeah. aged that much no he hasn't and so he really hasn't he didn't you know he apparently had a tough life growing up or so mm-hmm. he thinks and so that's why he's got into drugs and alcohol and partying right. he and, hasn't dealt with his trauma he just went no. from that to king <laughs> I know. And now it's kind of boring there and he has to like face some things. Right. So that's when, you know, so yeah, Penny wants to know, what did you get up to Elliot? And Elliot's like, well here, and he shows their thrones, which aren't much compared to what I've seen, like thrones for royalty to look like in mm-hmm. the past. They just look like wooden chairs. <laughs> yeah, but remember these are thrones for like foreigners. That's true. Outsiders. That's true. And so he hands them all goblets of, I guess, wine. And he's like, you should slather themselves in in ceremony, is what he says, basically. And Penny's like, "Like, is this the best use of our time? Really? Is this what we're going to yeah, do? Yeah, I mean, Elliot's still kind of like, let's fuck boy around. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I've been bored, okay? <laughs> like, okay, that's fine. We understand you've been bored. But we've got stuff to do, okay? Also, you're responsible for the well-being of... I- millions of beings go out and meet the people or something yeah yeah make some friends or something i don't know but so yeah elliot takes a drink and sits in his chair and immediately we see the spell that the beast placed on the castle take effect on him automatically and he starts to hallucinate margo saying that she's going to kill him and that q and alice are whispering and maybe conspiring against him and i'm just like oh yeah this should be fun this should be so much fun. Yeah. Also because it's not that much of a stretch, especially when like you're the one like holding down the fort, so to say, and everyone else is having fun. Yeah. To think that like, oh, maybe they are talking about me behind That's my back. That's true. Considering he probably already had some like isolated insecurity mind. Or, like, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Playing tricks Absolutely. on himself, basically. So, yeah, um, they snap him out of his trance and try to explain about the plan, but he's getting paranoid, thinking they're all ganging up on him with their plans and matching tattoos. And he's, he's starting to get a little nervous, like a nervous Renfield in a way. He's kind of twitchy and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of giggly in a way. And so Margo tells him, you're like, you sound insane. And he says, am I? Am I? Because I will not go down easily, usurpers. usurpers. Or usurpers, usurpers, or whichever way you're supposed to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> and so he like runs off in 
I mean, he does such a great Hale Applebaum is like really great at being serious in a ridiculous way. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes it funny, even though he's completely losing his mind. And you're like, it's just kind of funny because he's just so out there. He realizes underrated physical comedy. Exactly. Yeah, I love some physical comedy. Done well, obviously. Mm-hmm. So Margot says Elliot was like this on Shrooms once, so she goes to talk to him because she thinks <laughs> she can handle it. And a short little bit later, it just kind of goes back, shows an outside shot of the castle, and then it's back in the same room. So I'm guessing some, a little bit of time has passed. Quentin recounts that Julia warned him about a possible curse on the castle. And Alice is, you know, trying to work it out, looking at the goblet she has, and thinks maybe Elliot changed when he drank from his goblet. However, she sits on her throne, and immediately Mm. you can see the change in her, which Penny notices right off. And she's like, no, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. And he's like, what's going on? And then Quentin sits on his chair and you see his slight change as well. And Penny's like, what you guys, you just did the same thing that she did. You had this look on your face and they're saying, we're fine in unison. That doesn't sound good. You know, before, you know, he's like, oh, they're, he's trying to figure it out and they're saying Elliot's cursed and that's a problem. So let's plot to kill him. <laughs> let's just Penny's, kill Caesar. Let's just kill Caesar. And Penny's reaction is like hilarious. It's just this wide eyed like, whoa, whoa. And he's like stepping back. You're like, okay. It's funny to see like Penny in a, I don't know what to do kind of way. Cause he's yeah. always so like confident. And then, so you see him out of that. It's great. And so he's like, no, it's not the goblets, it's the thrones. It happened when you sat down. They're cursed. So both Quentin and Alice say, you know what? We're going to go kill Elliot, and it has to be done. So they start to leave, and Quentin leaves first. But then Alice, like, lags and tells Penny, don't tell Quentin, but I'm going to have to kill him too right after I kill Marco, okay? And then she, like, skips off in her, like, little schoolgirl-looking outfit and, like, and it's like, oh, goodness. Not good. Not good, guys. So Penny appropriately freaks and finds Margot outside the castle to tell her, hey, look, uh, the thrones are cursed. And she's like, whatever, and asks for his help because she's picking some berries or something. And he thinks she's making some sort of cure for the curse. But she (laughs) says, oh, no, it's poison for Elliot. And he's like, what? And she says, please, like it's your first regicide. (laughs) And she goes, also, the thrones aren't cursed. I sat on mine and I'm totally fine. (laughs) (laughs) And Penny's like, fuck. Like, appropriate response. Yeah, it totally gives that Daria episode where they all go camping in the woods and they eat the magic berries and Daria is the only one who doesn't eat them. And she's just walking around like, oh, no, everyone's insane. And they're, like, skipping around in the background and, like, (laughs) it's really good. It's like being the only sober one at the party. It's just like, oh, why? Why am I here? (laughs) Now I have to watch all these people. Make sure they don't kill themselves. So anyway, Margot tells him to calm down. She'll deal with Elliot, Alice, and Q. And then she walks off. And he's like, shit! And Magician's opening title. Back on Earth, Julia takes Marina to her, to Julia's garage. And I wish my family were as loaded as Julia's. Oh my god, she's got all these properties? The things I could do. I mean, I mean, and her, like her mom's kind of not political, but like almost political, like that kind of influence, you know, mm-hmm. she owns a judge basically, I think <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, Julia reluctantly tells her, you know, you know, I'm, 
Marina's like, where'd you meet Martin? And she's like, uh, Fillory. And of course, Marina doesn't believe her. She's like, fine, don't tell me. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. You don't believe her? You live in a world where magic is real and that's a far-fetched thing that Fillory could be? Well, but also we've now heard of Breakville students going back like 100 years going to Fillory. So all the Breakville's peeps know. Yeah. Or enough or at least of the, them. The faculty do because it's weird. they have to know, I guess, maybe. I don't or know. It's weird. Is it because of the time loops? I don't know. Maybe. That might be it as well. There might be some kind of deviation. But still, I would yeah. believe it. I'd be like, that's possible. This yeah. is possible, you know? And Julia tells Marina that Martin knows a God-freezing spell. And, you know, that's what we need him for. And Marina says she doesn't trust Martin not to betray them. Smart. True. And Julia says, well, I mean, we have a magical contract. where Word is bond. And Marina says, oh, well, that's pretty honey. tough to break. That's pretty tough. But if anyone can, it's a guy who knows how to freeze a god. It's also a criminal, a magical criminal. That's who would break it. Yeah. Anybody who can, like, Julia. figure out how to. I mean, come on. Julia. And this is why we love Marina. She's like the voice of realistic expectations. Marina is the practical person in this whole show with magic. Mm -hmm. Totally. So Martin enters behind them. He's like, he knows they've been talking about him. And he just wants to know, you know, I mean, excuse me, Marina wants to know what, are, what, are, what is he going to do after the terms of the contract that they have together? What are you going to do after that? And he's like, why do you care? You'll be long gone by then. And the way he said it, it almost sounds like a threat. Yeah. Like, I'm going to kill your ass and you'll yeah, be gone. Yeah. You won't care. He's not going to keep anybody around. That knows anything about him. I why mean, would you? Julia. Julia. I mean, just sweet baby angel, Julia, what are you doing? <laughs> sweet baby angel. <laughs> I don't know why I just flashed like Dumbo and baby. Yeah, I can't sing the song because of Disney, but you know what I'm saying? She's cradling, the, you know me. Uh, <laughs> Julia tells Martin they're getting ready and Martin sings, a hunting we will go, a hunting we will go. We'll catch a fox and put him in a box and then we'll let him go. And they're looking at him. He's like, what? Those are the lyrics. I'm so scared. I know. And the it's look so that Marina ominous. gives Julia. Uh, and she's like, it's that big wide eyed. And like, like the way the show has already gone, you know it's not gonna be played for laughs. Like somebody's gonna die. And it won't be pretty. Yeah. Not at all. So after a commercial break, uh back in Fillory, crazed Elliot talks about the he's talking with the royal map maker Benedict, played by future what we do in the shadows star, Harvey. I want to say Gillen Gian. or is it, G Gian. Is it Gian? I thought Gian, that because yeah. I was like, should I say Gillen? Should I say Gian? Because I know L usually is like a Y sound. And but yeah, I follow so, him and, on Instagram. He's great. I I thought this was great. I forgot that he was in this. Well, obviously, you know, he wasn't a well, known it's such a person. small a small role. Yeah, right. And Benedict is in the books. I remember that. Um, he anyway. So yeah, if you don't know who we're talking about, and you watch what we do in the shadows, it's Guillermo Gizmo, one of the two. That's who we're talking about. So it was really pleasant to see. Like, oh, look at who it is. It's kind of nice. I like when that happens. So, yeah, Benedict is confused and wants to know if Elliot needs something like, do you need some help with something cartographical? Because I'm a map maker. And Elliot's like, I need a dagger, really a stiletto. So I can use it to sneak up on somebody and regally stab them to death. And I'm like, this is so silly. <laughs> this whole scene is like no purpose, but it's still Did silly. It's 
full serious. Like we're laughing at it, but in the scenes they're playing it full serious. And that's usually the best comedy because it's so ridiculous that they're playing it seriously that it makes it like yes. what? You know? And Benedict's like looking at him with like wide eyed and just kind of I make maps, Your Majesty. <laughs> blink, blink. <laughs> And Elliot's like, well, surely someone's come into your office and stabbed a map to make a point at some point, right? <laughs> and this just dumbfounded expression on Benedict's face. It's like, you're crazy. You're nuts. What's, you know. So Penny makes an ally in Finn. Meanwhile, he she's like, you know, curses come and go. And they usually, you know, run the end when they run their course. But Penny knows like, well, they won't end until they're all dead and he's like oh wait and then he tells her all right i'll be back keep these guys from killing each other please and then he just kind of whooshes off the world how how what, what how to keep them apart do? i know one, one person. person and she's not a magician so it's like what am i gonna do back on earth marina does her best lackluster version of our Lady of the Underground, the invocation spell. Oh, yeah. I call on you, O Lady of the Underground. Like, sh- her heart is not in it at all. And Julia steps, stops her. And he's like, she's like, girl, you got to do it like you believe it, please. And Marina's reluctant. But she's like, Our, Renard's not going to show if he doesn't believe you believe it. So she's like, just act. Please, just act like you believe it. And so, you know. Marina relinquishes and starts the spell over in a more believable way. And Julia grabs the Leo blade on her hilt at her waist. And it's like, she's getting ready. And the spell is whipping up and Martin puts his hand on Julia's shoulder. And suddenly they're in a park down the street. And Julia's like, I screamed. I forgot all about this. I was like, no. I screamed. How? No. Her head's about to burst with fruit flavor, y'all. It's <laughs> it's too much for her to bear. But yeah, um, so Julia's like, what the fuck? And Martin's like, you know, Reynard wouldn't show up if he could smell you there, if he would sense you were there. Which is not oh, a lie. I can see this. Just away. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, you, you, he would smell the trap. And Julia's like, you're just now saying this? Basically, he's screwing with her, and he's trying to get Marina killed, it seems. And Yeah. Because he's evil. He's an evil asshole. To put it nicely. Julia says, I'll walk there then. And so Martin says, good. He'll be distracted by eviscerating Marina, and he won't notice you. Yeah, what a clever girl you are kind of right. thing. Go like 10 feet away. He was trying to get Marina killed because she's too smart. Ugh. His little skip as he walks behind her. Ugh. I can't remember like what at the time I was watching. I was like, I can't remember what is his angle for all this fuckery. What is mm-hmm. going on? Right? Yeah, I couldn't remember either. But I was like, it's not. It's not good for them. No, it never is. If it's going to be him. Meanwhile, Marina is getting into the spell. The wind is whipping up more, and she opens her eyes to see that Julia and Martin are gone. And so she's like, "Fuck this noise!" Literally, she says that. Yeah. Snaps her fingers. The flames go out. She walks out of the garage. And again, we love Marina for not dealing with bullshit. She goes, fuck this bullshit. Bye. You know, love her. Love her. Back in Fillory, armed with a crossbow, Quentin is hunting down the others in the halls of the castle. 
And Margot finds him and starts laughing at him because he couldn't hit a fat girl with a fat girl seeking arrow, as she puts it. <laughs> what even is that, though? I shouldn't laugh because it's really it's fat shaming, but at the same time, I want to say it's, it's fat funny. shaming, but it's so bizarre that it's not even like it's not shaming anyone for being fat. It's shaming someone for being the victim of a fat shaming missile. Like what? Or, it's, a fat or shaming them for missile? being a bad shot? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> it's a weird. <laughs> I mean, you could say you couldn't hit a girl with a girl seeking arrow. It could be that as well. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, still saying the fat girl part just makes it funnier, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's wrong, but it's funny. So he tries to shoot her, but the arrow flies off the uh, to her left and into the wall. And he's like, oh, you've charmed yourself, right? You've enchanted yourself. And she says, I'm not an idiot. And like at this point, you're th- this time around, I'm like, you know what? Margo's kind of second to Marina in a way as far as like. I'm not dealing with bullshit. I know? think Margot, even from the beginning, we we really haven't seen inside Margot or how much she knows or what she can do. And we're like starting no. to see it. We hear her mouth more than we actually see yeah. her do things. <laughs> However, cursed Margot isn't as smart as she frees her Caicos demon in her back to go at <sighs> Quentin. And luckily, Penny shows up just in time, and he's like, no, and he frees his own Keiko's demon to protect Quentin. And I'm like, okay, this is why I think Penny secretly kind of likes Q, because he does stuff like this every so often. But I think it's more of like a brotherly love-hate thing. Like, I agree. You know what I mean? I feel like it's a, we're clearly in this together, <laughs> so like, try not to get yourself killed. We're our own made family, and I feel responsible yeah. for you, and I love you as being part of that, but otherwise, I can't stand your ass. <laughs> yeah. So Margot gets pissed at Q and calls him a girl for letting Penny save him. And I am I keep thinking back to all the times Margot says stuff like this and how much away. toxic masculinity is in her. I know, but she undergoes – I mean, not to spoil, but like she does mature over the course of the show and stop mm-hmm. – saying things like this yeah which is good because they suck i hate when i hear her say this yeah i mean she can be funny with it but at the same time it's like okay i'm done you could be funnier you could be funnier without saying this at some point i think she learns a lesson of oh my words don't matter if i have nothing to back them up kind of thing and so she's kind of you know in a way also like so defensive like we'll learn later when we get more into like Margot gets some episodes about her and like her upbringing and her parents because until now we've seen like other people's parents but we she's still like an enigma yeah she's still a mystery yeah yeah so she's always making those jokes and whatnot and then penny grabs the crossbow and tells them i mean i'm taking you somewhere safe and I'll shoot either of them, you know, if you don't, and I'll make sure it hurts. And Margo's like, whatever, try it. I'm enchanted. And she turns to leave and Penny shoots her in the ass and tells yeah. her that her enchantment is weak. And I'm like, how did he do that? It didn't I work mean, on Quentin, but it worked on him, like, or worked for him. Maybe he's the stronger enchanter. Maybe. Or maybe know. she has to be facing you or something. In order for yeah, maybe maybe that's what he means. Like it was strong in the front, but weak in the back, and like an Achilles heel kind of thing. Or like a, you had to perceive the arrow in order to deflect it, kind of thing. Yeah, so that, who knows? Yeah, because again, so they're to... only like second years in grad school at Brickbills, third years maybe, right? Like time even Margo passed and Elliot, weirdly there. Yeah, 
I'm just saying they're not that advanced in their magic. I don't think Margo and Elliot should even be at Breakbills anymore. They're probably way too old, but somehow they stick around. I don't know. But anyway, so yeah, Quentin's disappointed. He wanted Penny to shoot her in the neck because that's where the carotid artery is. And Penny's just staring at him like, oh my God, like, shut up. The sociopath episode. (laughs) I know everybody wants to kill everybody. Um, On Earth, Julia and Martin show up to find Marina gone. And Martin says, well, you know, she's not here, but uh, that doesn't mean that Renard didn't show up. If I were him, um, and I did show up, there would have been little Marina bits lying around if I were there. And Julia, like, you know what? She ran. She, you know, she ran. Now we lost her. We can't use her as bait anymore. Because we used her as legit bait and then left her to be eaten. Yeah. Not fake And it looks bait. bad on Julia. I mean, obviously, she wasn't there either. Dude, so no hedge witch in New York should trust Julia. No. Like, you get away from her. Yeah. Martin says, well, if I were Reynard, I'd probably just follow her home and kill her there kind of the hunt type of thing and i'm like oh you're trying to get in renard's head okay you're getting ahead of him trying to figure out his plan to trick him trick the trickster and so he says you know we need to find him you know find them before the fox has finished his prey aka marina Mm -hmm. and that's where we see marina arriving home to a dark apartment i'm like does she not have electricity because she immediately lights a candle instead of flipping a switch And then she does her little hand movements and gets her magical wards in place just as Reynard appears beside her and says, good, now we're both locked inside. Oh my God, Ah! the screaming that I was screaming. I don't know if you watch Mike's Mike on YouTube, but he says, the screams I scrumped. (laughs) I scrumped it. I scrumped it. That's great. Okay, so that was a commercial break. Orlean. I have a couple, a few things, uh, some magical magicians trivia, if you want to see if you can answer any of them. You might not be able to, but it might be fun. Okay, let's see. Yeah, but I think about four things here. So, okay, here's a good one. Which two actors originally auditioned for each other's parts before being cast to the characters they are now? And if you don't know, take a guess. I would guess that it's Elliot and Quentin. You're half right. It's Ooh. actually Elliot and Penny. Oh, that's fascinating. Arjun oh, Gupta. Wow. Yeah, he he uh, auditioned for Elliot and Hale Applebaum auditioned for Penny. You know, I, I could see Hale Applebaum see being Penny more than I could see Arjun Gupta being Elliot. Yeah, but I think that's because we we don't get to see him be like a, a fun playboy in the show. We haven't seen Not yet. that energy from him, so... That's interesting. It is really neat how that ended up. I always like that kind of thing where you hear like, I mean, oh, Sarah Michelle Gellar auditioned to be Cordelia. And you're like, what? Right. And you're like, <laughs> no, but it turned out perfectly. Exactly. Or they recast Willow from the pilot, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. So number two, which character was replaced by another character at the start of the series? So basically, who was supposed to be there all along based on the books? Josh, I think. Yes. Was replaced by Margot. Was replaced by Katie. Oh, okay. Because Katie was made up for the show. Ah, Margot right. just had her name changed from the books. That's true, Janet. Yeah. 
I love Katie. Katie is a great addition. I know. And the whole time, I just realized after we recorded the first episode, I was like, where the hell's Katie been? (laughs) I know. I love Katie. You forget about her sometimes. And the show uses it to their advantage the way they're like, I've got someone on the inside. And then like, it's Katie. Or someone who's like, like, I know a girl you should meet. And like, it's Katie. (laughs) (laughs) I need magical delivery. Oh, hey, look, who's the delivery person? It's It's Katie. Katie. Like, that would be like a funny reel. Where we're like having a serious conversa- conversation about like fillery, and then it's like, oh, hold on, let me get the the scout from my hunting party, and it's like, it's Katie. <laughs> she is. Um, she's just everywhere. A chameleon. She's a magical. Yeah, she's chameleon. literally everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> With great hair. Yeah. Um. So okay, besides Katie, which other two characters from the TV series were also not in the books? Hmm. That's a good question. It's hard because we've already met so many characters. Like it doesn't yeah. feel like that many, but it's actually a lot. Um, you read the first Mar- two books, right? Marina is Correct. not That's in the one. books. Um, again, a huge loss. Like the show is so much better than the books. I'm sorry. Like I think the TV show really like ran with this world. Um, so I'd say Marina and all from who we've seen in the so books. Far. Yes, Dean Fogg was. Oh, okay. Hmm. I'll give you five seconds. Five. Four, I don't know. Three, two, one. Fen. And... Who? Fen. Not Fen, but Ben, the one who scouted Julie at the beginning. He was not in the books. Oh, that guy. Yeah, okay. Finn is in the books. She's just a little different. She's more of a warrior in the books. So okay, maybe that's it. I feel like they changed her a lot. Yeah. Um, okay. So, and this, who of the main characters that we've seen so far, main characters, are the further furthest from how they are described in the books? Name two. Oh, I definitely say Margot, and not just because the name changed. I feel like she's a different character in the books. Okay. I'm going to go with Alice. So from from reading recently. Now, yeah, you Margo read more is recently than I have. Yeah. Margo is different, but she still has a lot of that element in there. It's, you know, as okay. uh, Janet. She still has that area. You know, she's still, you know, Elliot's right-hand woman. She's still, you know, sarcastic and whatnot. Just maybe not as hard, but she's still okay. there. But Penny... It's completely different, mm. not only in race, but his style. He has like a mohawk and he's a lot, he's got a bad attitude in the beginning, but he actually ends up being nicer, mm. Okay, you know, including a lot of stuff, you know, so, and I know Penny does evolve in the show as well and becomes mm-hmm. a little bit more, you know, less, you know, more chilled out, but, and Dean Fogg, totally mm. different from the books. I don't remember him from the books at all, so. He's in it, but of course he's a white guy. In the books, um, he doesn't lose his eyesight or his eyes or anything. Um, he's this Dean Fogg in the show is more enigmatic, mm-hmm. but the Dean Fogg in the series is more of an authoritarian character. Um, okay, yeah. So it's a, he's just a, he's different in how they present him in the show. I like mm. him better in the show. In the in the books, he's more arrogant and kind of a jerk. Um, I 
dislike all of the characters more in the books. Oh yeah, all of totally. Them. Yeah, they're all not as likable. They, they the, the so actors really brought these characters harsher. to a likable place. Absolutely, like everybody in the books is so much harsher in all of their like characteristics. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right, so I did go. like fifty percent there. <laughs> you did pretty well. You did pretty well. <laughs> So back to this. Back from commercial break, we are back in uh, on Earth, and Julia and Martin arrive at Marina's to find her wards are up, and she's like, oh my god, we can't get in there and help her. And Martin's like, oh, don't worry. He starts to take them down, but it'll, it'll take a bit. And what it looks like, it looks like they're all like equations, like a web of equations. It's the same as the ones break bills looked like, I think. Yeah, and it's kind of neat. I'm like, so are wards just like physics puzzles? I feel like, unfortunately, magic is math. Yeah. And I hate so that. So you have to be a mathematician of some sort or just born natural at it, just like to see the patterns. It's like when you're a kid and you get into astrology and then you take physics and you're like, never mind. I hate the stars. I'll never understand. <laughs> don't like this. I don't want to be an astrophysicist. Thank you. Yeah. No, thanks. Back in Fillory, Finn and Penny stand in the middle of the throne room with their crossbows. They're just turning in circles, pointing at like everybody's <laughs> around them, which I thought was weird. They want to keep them separated, so they have to have them away from each other. So they had to like stand in the center and revolve with the crossbows pointed at everyone. And Penny's got this plan. Okay, we're going to let this curse run its course, and I have supplies. And this is, and he reveals all these syringes on this table or whatever. And Elliot's like, "Oh, heroin! I've always expected that's how I'd go." And like, shut up, Elliot. But uh, Penny's like, no, it's potassium chloride. It will shut down your heart. And then once you're dead, I will kickstart it again with a drill with adrenaline. This and is like, a real well, risky game, kids. It's a real risky game. But look at Penny trying to be the smart kid in this episode. I mean, I get it. But I just think like, could you have found some crash carts or something? I mean, I guess there's nowhere to plug them in and fillery. But like, <laughs> I just think we're a little more advanced than this. I know. I, uh, what can you do? And also, bring a professor. So, That's what you can do. You can bring a professor. Right. There's what a I medical a, professor. I have a question about how they can get people there. So, like, does he always go through the Netherlands? Does he, or can he just go directly into the next world? Because it seems can like go he's just popping. anywhere. So he doesn't have to go through the Netherlands. But no. for some reason, he can't take it. I guess he can't take, but he can take people with him. It's really confusing because I'm like, why do they always have can, to have the button? Because he learned how, but non-travelers have to use the button every time. And see, that's also changed later, but we'll get into that. Well, we'll yeah. get into that later. Um, it's just confusing. Um, but yeah, uh, Quentin's like, well, what if this doesn't work? And Penny's like, look, I came up with this idea, whatever, you know, you know, why don't you go let somebody else save your fucking life? And I'm like, dude, he just wants to know, I mean, like, if it vibes. doesn't work, what do we do? <laughs> then you're all going to kill each other. I mean, that's that's what happens, Quentin. Q, come on. So Penny look, hands, if Q you know, could just not get charmed or cursed or like mind addled for a little bit, that'd be great. Could they all not do that at some point? You know, just just stop. Just stop getting into shit, guys. Come on. Every episode, every episode, really. Yeah. So, like, Penny's getting mad, and then all of a sudden he drops his crossbow, and he's trying to pick it back up, but his, like, fingers and his hands are, like, numb. It's like he, they're just flopping there. They won't pick up anything. He can't hold anything. 
The others start to see that they're not as held hostage as they thought anymore. And Penny scrambles like, Finn, keep pointing your arrow at them. Get ready to shoot them. And so while freaking out, Margot grabs the potassium chloride syringe and injects Q. And then the rest all hurry over and grab syringes and they're like, we're going to fight. And they're like, well, okay. Um, well, this is, Finn's like, this is one way to take care of the killing them problem. <laughs> and Penny's like, yeah, I planned this. <laughs> you liar, liar, liarston. Back on Earth, Reynard is busy praising Marina for how advanced her wards are. And she says, I bet you said that to all the girls before you rape them, kill them, and eat their hearts. In a way, her. you kind of got to love her confidence in the face of we certain love death. Her. She's not afraid of him. Or she's trying not to be, at least, you know? Yeah. And he says, you know, your confident cynicism is a lie or else you wouldn't be asking for help from the goddess. And she says, you know, just cut the chase and kill me. And she tries to stand, but he like magically pushes her down and binds her hands behind her back. And he says, I hate oh, this so time. much. I hate it's, it. It's back to the assault type of thing. The se- almost yes, sexual I assault. Hate, it's- I hate watching the assault, but also, Julia, what have you done again? Sorry. Like, the first time she didn't get other people into danger on purpose, but this time she did. Yeah. But at least they all know that there, there was a risk involved here. At least, um, you know, they considered it. Well, she knows because her friend got killed, so. So she starts to goad him even more with insults about his god lineage. Like, what are you god of? Goat herding? Grapes? Manure? And she says she she loves fucking... You know, he probably loves fucking with mortals because in Godland, he barely ranks. And this gets him kind of pissed off. Like, excuse me, you need to shut up or I'll cut out your tongue and eat it in front of you. And I'm like, what are you planning to accomplish by pissing him off, Marina? <laughs> what do you What do you think's going to happen? I mean, I think classic goad him into making a mistake and getting emotional. That's true. Like, if he yeah. gets angry, he won't be as, like, strong. Or as rational with it, yeah. Mm-hmm. He wonders why she is so alone in the world and she tries to play it off like, I don't care. And then he hears her cat meowing and starts calling for it. I'm like, no, no, no don't you hurt the kitty. Again, the asshole. Don't you do it. screaming in this episode. So he picks up the cat who she named Cupcake. Oh my no. God. No, no, no. Marina loves one being in this world and it's Cupcake. And she has a look, but like plays it off. Like she doesn't care about the cat. Just put it down. You don't care about the cat. And he says, no, I'm not going to put it down. He turns away. And then we hear the poor cat's bones cracking and the cat's. And he turns back and he has turned the cat inside out. And I just, I want to hurt him so much. Awful, awful, horrible, awful. I am so eagerly awaiting his comeuppance. Oh my God. There's just no. Nothing about magic in this in this the world of the show is cute or adorable or like cutesy, you know. Yeah, it's no bippity boppity boo, that's for sure. <laughs> Ugh. So she's barely holding it together now when he places the carcass in her lap and the cat is still meowing inside of its own body. It's awful. I hate it. And he finds it funny. I'm like, you're a fucking freak. Get out of my face. The show really is fantasy horror. Like, if anybody is unsure about that, it is. It's got plenty of it. At least in every episode, there's something, some blood at some point is going down. And it's and it's creepy and it's weird. It's surreal. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got a lot of that body horror, just regular horror all up in it. 
So she's like trying, her hands are behind her back. She tries to conjure something with her hands, but he like catches her and like brings her fin- her hand in the front of her and like bites off one of her I fingers hate, telling her no magic. I hate magic. this so much. Like everybody, you just watch this stuff. It's oh my on God. screen. It is on screen. I mean, uh, the reaction, yeah. her reaction, she's breaking like that horror on her face. If somebody bit your fucking finger off, you would lose all sanity. That I mean, is and so outside do it and laugh the at bounds. You? Yeah, that's so outside the bounds of behavior. Uh, uh, so, yeah, he says, oh, this is so much more fun. I have more fun to be, you know, to be had. And I'm like, oh, Julia, shut up, shut up. Julia, you, you. <laughs> so we jump over to Fillory, thankfully, because I hate seeing that scene. And we're with Q, Alice, and now Elliot. They're all down. And Margo's the last one standing. She's claiming victory as the high motherfucking queen. And then she, like, holds the last needle of potassium chloride as, like, defense against Penny and Fen. And Penny's like, look, we need to revive the others. And Margo's like, what's best in life? And Penny's like, what? And she goes, basically says, the best thing in life is crushing your enemies and hearing the laminations of their women. And she's basically threatening Finn before, like, ultimately, for some reason, stabbing herself. <laughs> and Penny's like, oh, I guess that, that curse is pretty fucking thorough. Everybody's got to die. Also, that is a quote from Conan the Barbarian. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, good for you. I didn't know that. <laughs> so that's what she's, like, uh, channeling. <laughs> they love those pop culture quotes. They do. But, yeah, Finn's like, I'm satisfied with her death. <laughs> And a commercial break brings us back as Quentin is the last one revived with adrenaline and freaks out, of course, because there's a wrench hanging out of his sternum. (laughs) They're so lucky they all woke up because, I mean, odds are one to two of them wouldn't have. I guess magic might help in that regard, too. You can't just experience brain death, guys. Not just, yeah, it's not Not flatliners. It's not like that. So Alice can feel her god magic fading even more because the little ball on her wrist barometer, whatever she calls it, is heating up really hot. I mean, yeah, says, yeah, we got to use this god cum. Oh, god, dude, it ain't going to last. Like, we got to kill the beast. And Penny's hands are still useless. So he plans to just, I'm just going to tackle the beast and teleport him back to Fillory. <laughs> it's the best thing I can do. And the only one with a Caicos demon now is Quentin because freaking Alice just set hers free because, oh, I felt weird in my back. I'm like, what the hell? Endure it. It's the sociopath episode. I don't know how else to explain it. Like, Like, what's wrong with you? Stupid decision. None of this is making sense. I just let mine go. What? (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, Alice thinks they should try a beginner spell they learned at school called the Sumerian Shield Charm. That will protect you from shattered glass. Oh, good. A but level Alice one had, charm. Yeah. And Alice is like, it's a simple but powerful. And Quentin's like, yeah, if we're all casting it, it'll be more powerful. But Elliot and Margo are like, this is suicide. And Margo's like, I did that once today. No thanks. Don't want to do it again. I hear that. This show. Like, this is what I mean where it can be funny without being racist or sexist or weirdly, like, emasculating. Yeah. <laughs> they go there and they finally start... At drawing that back, like, all right, we can stop mm-hmm. with this. This is a little too much. So, yeah, um, Quentin, like, gives this metaphor of dicks. 
<laughs> he's like, you have one dick and you're jerking off, but three dicks. And now you're yet six people having sex. And Margo's like, that metaphor makes no fucking sense. It makes no <laughs> sense at all. And Quinta says, yeah, it doesn't have to make sense, but it did distract you long enough that Alice can charge up the spell. And yeah, it's like, ah, I see what you're saying. So that's what the shield charm would do. It'd kind of be a quick distraction while Alice is over here conjuring her crap, getting ready to yeah, go. Yeah, but I don't think everybody is gonna, gonna care about Q's dumb sex metaphor the way Margo I mean, does. I don't, I don't know. But you I don't know, think like if be somebody the started about dicks, but. saying that to you in a battle, I don't know. <laughs> Could you imagine, I, no like, offense, you'd get distracted? They're in the middle of the battle, and then they're like, "Oh, we got to get Alice to like start up this thing." Instead of casting the spell, he's like, "Hey, Martin, so like, dicks." <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be like, "What?" <laughs> and that would be enough distraction, I think. What? <laughs> See, what here's the thing: about? you'd get distracted and be like, "What now?" What about dicks? But I think like a notorious, infamous, murderous god might just be like, poof, you're all dead. What about yeah, dicks? That's true. <laughs> what, what were you saying? Get back to that. I, I cut off your friend's hearts. What, what's None going on? None of you have faces. Right. Yeah. <laughs> My mom's reading them right now. Ugh. Anyway, so yeah, back on Earth, Marina tries to play it tough, saying that she nearly fell asleep on Reynard. Like, uh, uh, you were talking, I was falling asleep. I'm like, girl, just, why do you want him to kill him, kill you even more? Like, <laughs> shut up. Just shut up. Stop no. It. Get him mad so he at least murders you and doesn't eat your fingers one by one. That's true. Devoured your essence or some crap. Um, so he starts to take off her shoe, asking if she's ever eaten anything while still alive, while it's still alive. And this I'm is like, what I don't. mean. Just get him to shoot you in the face somehow. So you die. Just get him to rip out your, your heart and you'll be good. Exactly. Just, yeah. He says like, oh, I love to eat somebody when they're still alive and taste the fear and the look on their face is priceless. And then all of a sudden he like stops mid sentence and you see movement behind her and I'm like oh thank god Martin and Julia are in the apartment now Renard is frozen thank god right Marina can get up now and she just automatically spits Renard's face wait wouldn't you you're missing a finger now so yeah mm -hmm. I would do more than that but mm -hmm. that's enough for now I guess meanwhile back in Fillory the gang prepares to launch their beast attack in the woods as they gather around and Alice starts charging up her spell on Earth, Martin says he can feel Reynard trying to break free, and Marina tells Julia, hurry up, do it. So Julia grabs for the blade, and then, boom, Penny shows up. He instantly goes for Martin, and Julia's like, no, 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 and grabs him too, and then all three pop out of there. And Reynard wakes up from his trance, and Marina and he both see the Leo blade on the, on the ground, and they die for it at the same time. No! Screwed up again, right? That last time, Julia screwed everything up. This time, the, the screaming. other screaming. The screaming. I wonder what my neighbors think is happening when I'm watching these. <laughs> I mean, how hard, how high do you have them up? <laughs> do you have surround well, the sound? The TV is not loud. I'm the one that's loud. Oh, ah! <laughs> Just constantly. Just random screams. Yeah. She She's freak. Yeah. <laughs> they probably think you're getting railed. I don't know. Um, <laughs> You know, so yeah, uh, back in Fillory, the gang is working their spell when Penny, Martin, and Julia show up, and Julia and Martin are trapped in the middle together, and Quentin calls to Julia, but Margot says, blow that bitch up, let's go! 
But Quentin's like, no. And he jumps out of line to save Julia. And that kind of throws Martin off a little bit. And Alice fires her, her the battle magic at him. But it just skims right by him. Just slightly touches him. And he dives away. I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. So Martin stands up. And basically, he's burned his arm. And I guess one of his hands off. Mm-hmm. And uh, or messed it up really bad, so we can't use it. And Alice, you know, she's like, "Oh crap!" So she starts to recharge the spell again, but the beast like flicks his hand, and he's out of there instantly. And Alice is devastated. I missed him. I missed him. Yeah, yeah. It all happened so fast. It makes you so mad. That's what I expected, though. Like they, and I get it. Like they've never been in a battle. Like no. You don't know. They what weren't to trained do. for this, right? They they barely went to like three months of school. Yeah, and, and played one Welters <laughs> game, and that's it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to Welters? We'll literally never hear that again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, Alice is like she's devastated. We come back from commercial break, and Julia's upset now that she had Reynard. She he was ready, primed and ready to go. I could have killed him, and you showed up. And she's mad at Penny, and Penny's like, I'm getting her out of here, and grabs her and pops her out. Can and they people pop, just stop? Popping like, around? Yeah. Maybe stay in one place, and then you won't surprise pop in front of people all the time. Yeah, maybe talk for a second and maybe figure talk. things out. Like, before this just, is like, a world reacting. of cell phones and magic, and there's, like, no communication. I mean, we have social media, and still we don't hear each other. I mean, come on, right? Yeah, but, but we make anyway. it to events together. <laughs> we we plan things so that people won't die along the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see that. So yeah, um, they show up in a park somewhere, and Julie's like, "Where are we?" And Penny's just like, "There's a subway over there. You can go home on." And she's like, "No, no, no! Don't you leave!" And she grabs him, like, "You're not gonna, you're gonna take me back." Because I need the beast to kill Reynard because Reynard has the blade now. And Penny's like, not my fucking problem. And, you know, here's where I went. Okay. I wonder if Reynard would ever go after the educated magicians after he's done with all the hedge witches. Well, yeah. He's just like, he just likes to murder. So, like, no one is safe, which is Julia's point. And, like, I get her point. But the way she's going about this in this, like, hyper-independent, semi-evil way is not the way. Only way I – only through me kind of thing. Yeah. Right. And it's like, but you know all these other magicians now. And you're still oh. being, like, a weirdo. And it's – I understand. It's it's not because the show is dumb. It's because the show actually considers trauma in people's decision-making. Exactly. And, like – And that's yeah, why exactly. Julie is doing what she's doing. And it creates more conflict, which is what you want in a show. Right. You want to be able to keep But it's not just in. because, like, oh, the show doesn't know why someone would, like, pop in. It all is explained. It's just so frustrating. It is because you're like, oh, something's going to work out. Nope. nope Get a magical therapist. Time. Go to a professor. I don't know. Please, guys, seek help. Please. But, yeah, so she grabs him. And accidentally pulls the chains off of his right wrist and his hand starts to go crazy again. She has to duck as it blows up way a park bench. And uh, he explains like that, you know, I needed those. Those were like helping me. She just put it back on. She goes, no, there's a whole enchantment that has to go along with it. And I, I, oh, and so she grabs his hand and stops it. He's like, thank you. And then she just goes and pulls the chain off the other hand. But I mean, it's 
you know, we and he's like, do... what are you doing? She's like, not my fucking problem. I'm like, oh. We should do like a and d alignment chart for the magician's characters. We really should. Like, who would be what level? Because Julia is so chaotic all the time in every direction. Like, girl, you're <laughs> screwing up another thing. Like, they don't need this. Uh, so, yeah, she runs off, leaving him with his fucked up hands, and he starts to, like, <laughs> flash teleport all around the area randomly. <laughs> poor Penny. Ugh, poor Penny. He's screwed, man. But yeah, so Fillory, um, Alice, she deduces that the beast probably went to the to heal at the wellspring, most likely, and he's probably not as accurate with his teleportation at the moment because he's all, you know, screwed up, he got fired upon, so that probably, they might be able to reach him in time. And so they approach a carriage with two horses, and Margo says, well, if the horses can get us there before the beast, I'll gladly fuck them both. And Elliot <sighs> shushes her, and is like, I think those are talking horses. And she just kind of looks over and she goes, well, offer still stands. And then one of the Ew. horses kind of like acknowledges her, like the, you know, like bestiality. No. Always fun. Right? No. No. Catherine the Great. Boom, boom. So, yeah. Q says that he and Alice will take the carriage to the wellspring, but Margot and Elliot should go try to petition Ember at Ember's tomb for more power, if possible. Which is, I guess, a smart backup plan mm-hmm. if you're going to try to get more. I feel like they should have done that at the beginning. I mean, just why not double just go your god there? power. I don't. Hey, she's running out of god power because she drinks some more cum. Like you top it. <laughs> ew. Reload. I was going to say, oh. can you like top me up? But ew. I top me off. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a cup of coffee, Orlean. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is for Alice. Kind of is for Alice. I mean. I wonder if she could like magically make it into co- look like coffee and it still has the same properties. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, that's coffee. what they should have done. Can't you do like a glamour? Even on my tongue, so like, you're not taste just like, and... Oh god, they I use magic in the time. stupidest ways in the show. We they need us on there to be like, okay, what about doing this <laughs> instead? How's that sound? So, yeah. Okay. So that's what they do. And in the carriage, Quentin tries to distract Alice from not worrying about what's going to happen by asking, like, oh, what are you going to do after we kill the beast? And she's like, I want a giant ice cream sundae with all the fixings, like, you know, gummy bears and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, well, I'm going to try to win you back. Mm. And I mean, it was like, oh, why, Quentin? Why did you say that? Ew. And she's like, I'm not a prize. And he's like, well, I want to earn your trust. And she says, you can't trap me in here with emotional shit when all I can handle right now is goddamn ice cream sundae. Yeah. Reach like, girl. Follow her lead. And this is, don't say don't be like worried or stressed about this. They just failed. I mean, I understand what the point of like, hey, let's calm down a second. I get yeah. it. Let's think about something outside the box. We're not thinking about this. So it's not. But he didn't it make worse. it fun. She made it fun. And then he was like, oh, no, I'm going to put something on you. Like, so, yeah. Let me put my emotional baggage on you during this time. Exactly. He's like, it's no time for this conversation. He's such Ew. a dumbass. He says, well, I've, you've changed and you've grown and I'm growing too. And yeah. I want to be a better guy for you. And I'm like, shut up, Quentin. Shut up. Just try to survive for now and like not get uh, distracted. Let's just not do this. And he says, I mean, we could be dead in an hour, and it's giving me clarity. But then he turns back, and he's like, you know what? I'll make you one of the best ice cream sundaes ever. 
and she starts to cry. And so he kisses her and she grabs his hand and neither wants to fight. And just she always relinquishes to him. I don't like their relationship. It's I very don't toxic. Like it. Whether they're together or apart, I hate it. Yeah. Meanwhile, Margot and Elliot had both tried cutting their hands to open Ember's tomb to no avail. They have no idea if Ember's even there or where he is. Come on it. And and of course, I know, come on it. Just come on. But Martin gets to the Wellspring shack. He's hurt badly. He's running out of breath. I'm like, good, good. I'm glad he's hurt. And then that's where we see Ember exiting the well shack. And he's like, he greets the powerful Martin Chatwin. And he says, I was just uh, about to leave Fillory now that I've shit in the wellspring. (laughs) Or left his divine elimination. Ding, ding, ding. He said it. He said the name of the episode. Ah." We need to do something for that because they basically say the name of the episode at some point every time. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we need to like have shots on hand at some point. Okay. (laughs) Or of some sort. So yeah, Martin is flabbergasted and Ember just keeps on going on about how much poop he dropped in the wellspring. So much poop talk in this season so far. (laughs) And he goes, You probably don't want to drink from that. (laughs) I'm like, I would think not. You just shat in the wellspring. Meanwhile, Alice shows up and she's watching from the trees as Martin's just like furious with Ember. And Ember's like, I really should be going. Well, actually, I already went. (laughs) And then he says, I never tire of these jokes. Ta. And then he vanishes. (laughs) And Martin's like coughing and he's freaking out. And Alice watches on. And it goes to commercial break, but comes right back. And Martin starts yelling that Ember is no god. You're no god. You're no god. You're a farm animal. He's really freaking upset. Oh, poor guy. This is, I feel like if we ever saw like the real housewives of Olympus, like the magicians is kind of that vibe, you know, where if we Mm -hmm. saw all the stupid gods doing all their stupid shit all the time, it'd be like this. It's very much so. I just did a, a Dustin Can Read book club for January and it was Lore Olympus, which oh, I think yeah. you'd really like. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a webtoon. I think you'd like it. So check it out. It's really cool. Anyway, so yeah, Martin yells for uh, Quentin and Alice, hey, come join me. He can sense them nearby and he snaps his fingers and they're instantly next to him, of course. He decides even though he's down a hand, he can still kill them with a slicing spell. So he brings his hand up and does a little slice maneuver with his hand and and he aims it at Alice, but Quentin's like, no. And he jumps in front of her and gets a big slice taken out of his shoulder. I'm like, good for him. Good for yeah. him for, you know, stepping mm-hmm. up, you know, right? Self-sacrifice and all. So Alice instantly puts a ward around them or Quentin, one of the two. She puts it up because Martin's going to try to kill him. And then she starts like popping off little sharp spell bullets, basically. Mm-hmm. Kind of. That's what it looks like. I guess that's a good term. At, at Martin, it's pushing him back. And then meanwhile, at Ember's tomb, Elliot and Margot are drinking from a flask. Of course, they they always drink. And then that's when Ember pops up. She, he's like, oh, look, kings and queens of Earth. You know, how are you? He's like, cool to see them. And they're like, we need your help. We need to petition you. And he's like, I'll help you. But like, but you're going to miss the battle between Alice and the Beast. And so he just like sends them off to see the fight. Doesn't help them. And, but they get there just in time to see Alice getting the upper hand, you know. Mm-hmm. And Elliot says, Jesus, Alice is going full Harry Potter parts seven and eight over there. 
Which is also wild because that it feels so recent. It still feels recent. It's such a recent reference that you're like, how are we recapping a show that already ran its ran and ended, but was post Harry Potter seven and eight? I know. And this is still five. This is more than five years old now. That's this what is I se- mean. Isn't that like wild? Seven years old. It's so crazy. Anyway, this season anyway. So, um, yeah, now the, the barometer key metal ball thing on her wrist, on Alice's wrist, starts to burn her now. She's like, shit. She takes it off because it hurts. And then she just starts doing wild-ass spells. And Quentin sees her and says, Alice, Alice, stop. Alice. And she doesn't stop. And she just keeps going. And then she gets blue flames just erupt mm-hmm. all around her and engulf her. And then she burns up screaming. Ah! More screaming. And that's where Martin starts to laugh. He's like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, well, he feels he's won and he's going to go kill Quentin. He runs up to Quentin. He's raising his hand to finish him. But then just as he raises his hand, Alice pops up behind him and grabs his wrist. And she freezes him basically and like challenges him. She is full Niffin now. Pure oh, magical made spirit. Of magic. You yeah. see like the blue veins and on her cheek and whatnot. It's a cool effect. It really is. It just kind of lights up and goes away. He's scared. Martin's actually scared now. He's looking, oh, crap. And he tries to plead with her, but she doesn't want to listen. She opens up his shirt and all his moths fly out, including the oh. big blue one. Martin Chatwin falls down dead. Yay! Ding Yay. dong. The dick is dead. Dicky dick. The dick old dick. Anyway. Um, <laughs> she turns to Quentin with blue flames firing up in her palm. She says, now it's your turn. Ready to kill Quentin. Yeah, because she's just made of magic. Crazy with magic. And after a commercial break, we see her face. She's staring down at him. Crackles, blue flecks and whatnot. She's smiling. She's ready to off Quentin. That's where Margot calls out her name, Alice. And so she turns and Margot starts to apologize for being a total dick to her all this time. And Alice says, you're talking to me like you mean something to me. Which. I'm doing a rewatch of Angel right now. I don't know if you ever watched Angel, but... Uh, I when... did, but not, I never finished it. Okay. Well, there's a character that turns into somebody else later on, and it's kind of the same scenario. Mm. And uh, Quentin sees Alice go for Elliot and Margot, and so he releases his Caicos demon as a scream rings out. Mm. And we pop back over to Earth, and we see Julia arriving at Marina's apartment to find her dead. No, and then we, I refuse. It's sad. It really is. And then we see it go back to Fillory, and we see Alice's after this battle with the Caicos demon. She's lying on the ground, seemingly dead, as Quentin crawls over to her body. He starts to cry. He's losing it. He's losing her. Elliot grabs to comfort him as Margot actually looks sad, like, and shocked and, you know, silent for once as we do a slow fade out and the end of this episode. So what did we think, Rewatchers? I know there was a there was a lot of crap that went down, a lot of shit that went down <laughs> in this episode. A lot. A lot. They, they crammed a lot in this one episode. It's, it's crazy. They really do that with all their episodes where it's like other shows, this episode would have been the whole second season. And there would have been filler and random scenes of them just like walking around break bills. But no, they just keep going. 
I kind of feel like this episode should have been the season one finale. It feels like it is. And I wonder if it's because they maybe they didn't get enough episodes in season one. Because it feels yeah. like this is the thing they were building up to. And this feels like the finale. Like mm-hmm. I in my head when we ended season one, I was like, this is the finale. But and then exactly. it didn't happen. And I was like, when does that happen? They did that with um, Titans on HBO Max. Oh, I where never they, saw like, that. It's interesting because you kind of feel like the first they had that whole thing where there's a battle and whatnot, but this still doesn't feel like the finale. It feels like, you know, there mm. should be more. And they got midway to season two. And I was like, why does this feel like this is part of season one? You know, it doesn't feel like it's part of the story yeah. for season two. So mm. I thought that was really weird. But yeah, um, it does. It feels like this should have been the finale for season two or season one. Season and- one. Yeah. To set up season two. I mean, it's still good. It's, I feel like it almost has more sad impact being just in the season because you know it's not this isn't the epic battle this is just another thing that they're gonna try and fail at what i love about this is also that like what you're saying like this isn't the epic battle but it's an epic battle and what they do from here on out there's just all these random epic battles throughout the middle of seasons in the middle of the series and it's not always like like I was saying, comparing to Buffy, like the big bad at the end of the season, they had their big battle at the end, and then that's it. Yeah, this is more organic, where like things come up in the show, and then all of a sudden you're faced with a big battle that like you right. weren't building up to for six months, or like the battle's not what we're books. looking for in the episode. Right. We're looking for the growth of the characters. Yeah, it's so. Well, I look. The only thing I'll ever really ding the show for is that. They should have kept Marina around until the end or much longer because she was such a dynamic character. Agreed. I agree with that for sure. But so good again, episode still. Exactly. It was. It was perfect, actually. I, th- I liked it as being like a third episode in a season. That's That was epic. So, rewatchers, what'd you think? Let us know on the socials. Again, at the rewatch recap on Instagram and threads, at Dustin underscore Holden on TikTok, at Spooky Oraline on Instagram. Or you can email us at Dustin underscore, excuse me, that's wrong. (laughs) Email us at DustinCanReadPod at gmail.com. We hope to hear from you. We'll look for you next week as we cover the very next episode, which is, I forgot the name of that episode now. Damn. Do you remember the name of the episode? (laughs) I got so wrapped up in this. I didn't, I I completely like went, oh, wait, I wrote that up down and now I don't know. But yeah, the episode is called uh, The Flying Forest, episode four, The Flying Forest. So look for that next week. Maybe it won't be all about poop, everybody. Let's hope. Will people be flying? Will the forest be flying? What's going on in the forest? Hmm. Find out next week. Bye. Bye.